Have you ever seen a product and go, oh my God, that's genius. Why has that not been a thing before? Um, or sometimes you just see it, an idea, you just, you, you see a concept and you're like, oh my God, that's brilliant. Like what, 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 why didn't I think of that? That's what I'm uh, thinking. That's exactly what I thought as soon as I saw Pirate Borg on Kickstarter, which uh, you can back right now uh, on uh, on that platform. But today we're going to be talking with Luke Stratton. Stick around. We're going to talk about Pirate Borg. Hey everyone, welcome to Victor Condition Gaming. My name is Doug. Today on the show, we're going to be talking uh, with Luke, uh, behind the, the mastermind behind Pirate Borg, uh, which is currently on Kickstarter right now. And if you are interested in anything that we're talking about, uh, please hit that uh, the uh, the like button down below and click the link in the description and uh, you can check it out and see if it's something you'd like to back. <sighs> I'm so excited. Let's bring on Luke to chat about Pirate Borg. Luke, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oi, matey. Welcome <laughs> to the program. <laughs> love it. I love it. Thanks Man. for having me, Doug. <sighs> long, long time watcher, first time up here or whatever. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, yeah, no, this is something that's just been blowing up Kickstarter the last few days. I, Congratulations. I'm, I still can't believe it. It's going really well. I think it. I think probably just before we started, I think we hit seventy-seven k, which is a very Morkborgy number to hit. <laughs> the seven Psalms and all, or whatever. Uh, so I'm gonna be honest. I am not a huge pirate guy. I, I I heard you say that, and I was I got a bone to pick with Doug. He's not a pirate guy. What's I'm, I'm not. I'm not like I think it's fine. Like I watch a lot of you know I watch the Pirates Caribbean movie, sure. and, and like I you know I don't mind that that the the uh, the genre as, as much. But like, and and I love I love Martin Workborg though you know as yeah. most people know. But man, I saw your Kickstarter, and I'm like, holy smoke, this thing looks legit. Like, it, oh, thank you. This is this is the first product that I've seen because I've seen a lot of Morkborg and I back some of them. And this is the first Morkborg compatible or what. You know, license product, yeah, third that, party, yeah, third party license product that I actually looked at and was like, "Wait a minute, aren't the Morkborg guys like they've they're dealing with Cyborg right now? Why, why are they why are they launching another product right now?" And it's not; it's one guy, you. <laughs> That's it. Yep, yep. That's crazy, man. Yeah, but just me. I mean, I I have a, I want to give a shout out to Alan who helps me with the, a lot of my social media and stuff, but. As far as on the creative side, it's just me, yeah. So you do the the you've done the layout, the art, the rules. Like you do know that publishers usually like hire people for these other these other yeah, things, right? I mean, right? here's the thing: if you have the skill set to accomplish those things, even poorly, you can work so much faster. Absolutely, you know. And I mean, I just I'm a <clears throat> I've had a long time graphic design background. And I love pirates, and I, I've been running a Patreon for a year and a half, making almost exclusively pirate naval-themed content. So, like, often it'll be like, well, what am I going to do for this page? Oh, I can just borrow that ass, you know. So it's it's been a long, slow buildup, but, you know, I don't have to, like, bounce my copy off to someone to approve it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just yeah. throw it into, into layout right away, you know. Often I'll yeah. write in layout, which makes the design process more fun, you know. 
That's amazing, man. Like that just the, the, once I saw that, it just blew my mind because you know working with a whole bunch of other publishers and, and everything, and seeing how that process going, knowing that it's just just you making this, it, it just mad props for me. For, for well, me. thank you, for, thank for, you very for much. I can't, I can't believe it's, it. it. And I'll be, you know, I'll be honest. It's a hundred percent a labor of love. Like I do it because I want it to. You know, they always say that be that thing you want to be the change you wish to see in the world. Like. Why isn't there a grim dark pirate game with some magic, but not full magic? Like I don't want wizards in my pirate game, but right, I want right. I want arcane artifacts that I can like attempt to summon the ether with. So I made it. I guess that's you know that's, that's my awesome. shtick. That's awesome. You guys should all do that. If you have something that you want to exist in the world, just go make it. You know, right? Yeah. Right. Just uh, you know, find that. <clears throat> Find find that in you and, and just just make it happen because you know so many people have great ideas. It's executing those great ideas that that make that make the uh, the difference. Yeah. Uh, another thing I want to I want to like touch on here is that like I think I'm a fairly decent illustrator, but I started illustrating in the pandemic, and I really think that anybody who thinks I hear all the time like I can't draw, and I'd be like, that's that's nonsense like i think if you do anything hard enough long enough you'll get good at it uh right i think that's yeah. kind of what like oh well the first thing i did was not like the first pirate ship i made when i look at it now i like it's terrible but now when i make them i like instead of like having to look at model ship plans and you know overlay them and do all this photoshop nonsense i can just draw it with my hand because i've been doing it for a year and a half so i just go out and learn it that's what i'm gonna say I love it. I love it. Absolutely. If, if you don't, and that's like, that's one thing that I t always tell, because, you know, I, I do the part-time teaching every once in a while. I fill in every yeah. once in a while. So that's one thing that I, I kind of stress to, to students because they're like, oh, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, well, if only there was something that you had in your pocket that you could type in like <laughs> words and hit enter and yeah. have like a whole bunch of internet information come to you and you could kind of le learn and read about and like, stuff that you don't know how to do like there's yep. so much information that's available to everybody now that it's just crazy we are cyborgs like basically I mean, we're, we're not like necessarily plugged into the device organically but a human is so much more intelligent with that that phone in their pocket youtube is such a great resource yeah couldn't agree I more. Mean, I mean, we're 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 on it right now. So, yeah, we I mean, are. Yeah. I mean, no, uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's crazy to think that we we have so much technology and so much information available to us that uh, you know all it is just a click, a couple couple of buttons and you know taps away, and that's yep. all it is. Yeah. Uh, so Luke, let's let's talk a little bit about you and 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 find out who you are. You know what. Uh, what uh, what got you to this whole pirate Borg uh, project in general? Yeah. Uh, you want to tell you want to tell us about yourself? Uh? Yeah, sure. I, I before in the before four times, uh, I am a concert lighting designer and director. That's um, awesome. So I do, you know, when you go see a concert and all the you like the crazy light show, like that's that's my normal career. Um, that all went away when COVID hit. Uh, literally overnight, pretty much. We, we, I was in the middle of a tour with a band called Dopapod. That tour got canceled. I went home and I didn't go back out for like a year, you know. Um, so, you know, sitting at home is a great time to play D&D &D online with your friends. So I had this kind of long term naval cam pirate campaign. It was it was called uh, Tales from the Caribbean. Um, we were running it with 5e, but I had gotten to the point where I had like really tweaked 5e 
to really pull, you know, like we had level capped at level six. Um, short rests were overnight. You long rests were a week. You can't long rest at sea. Um, and I had really been, like encouraged my players to like, if you're going to take a wizard class, like maybe find a way to like incorporate their magic into our setting. A great example, Tyler, my brother, who's, who's watching the stream, he played a uh, bard, like a 5e bard on paper, but we played it in game like he didn't actually know magic. He was just like this super suave swashbuckler. Um, and all of the, you know, his vicious mockery was just him really laying down some good insults. So so we had gone so far with tweaking 5e to work for what we needed that it was almost it was like almost like a buzzkill for me as a DM. Like going through the monsters manual, like, well, I can't they can't fight skeletons at level five because they're just gonna crush them. So I gotta like reskin another monster to make it skeletons. It was just all this extra work to just to get the theme that I wanted. Um, so I had gotten a little burnt out. I've been running, uh, I started running this Patreon. Um, uh, I think I maybe skipped that, but I'll come back to that. I, I had been running this Patreon and I was getting kind of burnt out on all that work, making these pirate ship maps and running this game that we took a break and my players each took a turn running different systems. We did like a star Wars five E for a couple. And then, and then we played some Morkborg and I had been aware of the book, um, but not really kind of dived into it. And, and we got, we played Morkborg for like two or three sessions and it was like hands down the most fun we had had in a year of playing games. You know, there was no, um, none of this metagaming with the rules and like m power maxing our classes to do the most damage or choosing like order of operations. Like instead we just like laughed and rolled dice and some of our characters died and ones that made terrible, terrible decisions didn't die. And it was just so memorable that I was like, you know, man, I really should make, I should do a hack at this. I mean, and this, this is when I discovered their third party license, like uh, Morkborg has, this most the, the most incredible third party license in the industry and in that you can basically take any of their mechanics no approval from them and make anything you want it's like a, a very like kind of free license so it's like you know what man i'm gonna hack this game and make it work for pirates so i started i it started as a zine i was just gonna like make the classes and make some monsters um and after a few months of working on it i was like man i think that there's enough here to really turn this into like a real project um so i slowly started adding on and i like i just thought of all the things that i would want in a complete pirate game um and put them in and made it so that's amazing like that, that's just that's just crazy and, and you've got uh, the, the pdf that you've already sent over to, 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 for me to look at it looks yeah i mean it looks amazing like it doesn't there's no or like it looks like a finished pdf almost and and how let's let's talk a little bit about how hard was it to take like actual pirate, pirate lore and like actual historical events and kind of incorporate that in with with Morkborg because that that had to be a problem that had to be a sure uh, well uh, so uh, the, the project had a few different phases um the at first i was just going to make I was going to call it the dark Caribbean and I was going to make sure. a pirate uh, or a, a Morkborg version and a five E version. And it was going to be like basically the same book, but the stats would have, the monsters would have different stats. Okay. And as I got into it, I kind of was getting the vibe that the Morkborg people, like they don't really care about the Caribbean. They want to be able to run it in Necrobo or, or whatever the, 
what's the name of the the world? What you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, you know what? And um, and there's the two systems are so different that it's like, well, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm really making two different things here that two different groups of people are going to buy mostly. Sure. So I kind of put Dark Caribbean on the shelf and I stripped all of the setting out of the Morkborg one and just made it like pirates, right? Okay. But then by the time I was like getting near like time to start playtesting it, I'm like, well, like these are all like there are frigates and galleons and there are certain kinds of gunpowder. Like everything in this setting is from the Caribbean era. It's not from like some weird fantasy era. Right, right. So towards the end of the project, I mean, within like one, a few weeks ago, I decided to put back in a little of the Dark Caribbean, almost as like a teaser. So you get like a page or two of a very like journal style lore about the Dark Caribbean, which I'll get to in a second. And then there's this page called the general history of the Dark Caribbean, which is it's kind of replaces the calendar of Necrobell and Morkborg. It's it's formatted like a D66 table. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. basically there are six storylines and six chapters to each storyline. So it starts with, you know, some historical uh, inspired things like Port Royal being destroyed in an earthquake. Um, but then it progresses into this alternate re- timeline where it's like, well, when they showed up to the Caribbean, there was nobody here. It was beautiful and tranquil and there was like temples and treasure everywhere. And then as they built these settlements, undead start to come out of the water. And then, you know, a a whirlpool opens up and then Havana gets burnt down to fire, you know, like all these little, little pieces of lore. So I like to grab from history where I can, but like, let me be very clear. This is a fantasy game. Like this is not, this is, you know, a, a world drenched with undead and there's a big HP Lovecraft influence. Yes, a, yes, you know, I love that. You, like I, lo- I just love that. Like magic is dark. Like the, um, if you mess it up, certain kinds of magic you mess up, you're gonna die, or maybe not TPK. Hopefully, but you know, um, it's, so it's not it's not a history game. It's it's definitely a fantasy game. It's just sure. very inspired by my love of that era. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, let's uh, the. Our uh, VCG community on Discord is once I announced that you were coming on, there was quite a few, uh, quite a quite a bit of chatter on, on our Discord, Great. and there were some some questions here. So I, l- let me let's get to some of those questions here real quick. Uh, it says uh, one of the questions was that they wanted to know more about ship combat, ship sure. ship combat, because uh, that's one thing that, that this game does diff- that that uh, Morkborg doesn't have is, is ship combat, and the rules that I've seen so far are spectacular, and I think it's super super fun. And uh, yeah, I, I, you wanted to explain uh, uh, to ship combat a little bit, a little bit to some folks. Um, so I'll start with five E because that's kind of the origin of of the the rule system. Five um, E does not have ship combat i mean there are there are some uh like guidelines and goes to salt marsh but for like if you wanted to have like a big naval battle with like four or five ships aside like there you're not going to get that in, in in uh official 5e so i had been making all of these um maps for these ships and like my patrons really were like well what should i do for ship combat so i i kind of took all the different little uh, pieces of of naval combat uh, mechanics that I had acquired over the years and combined them into my own system and released it. It's called Limithron's Guide to Naval Combat. 
it's a 5e guide but it's really only 5e specific and that the skill checks you use you have to make as crew are 5e skills you could easily adapt it to any any d20 system um but in that system it's it's a little bit crunchier than what i'm about to talk about but it's uh, very streamlined very like kind of osr inspired basically there's a captain and the, at the beginning of every turn, all the captains roll initiative for their ship every turn, which is modified by how quick your ship is. And then at the top of the round, the captain decides what the ship, what action points the ship can take. They'll say, okay, we're going we're gonna to shoot and we're going to go full sail or we're going to like try to come about or whatever. And then when it gets to that ship's turn, the players on the ship have a list of things they can do. Uh, and if they do the ones that the captain picked, they're obviously better. Um, but they don't have to do that. They could be like, I'm going to swing from the rigging or whatever, you know. So it gave players, age, every player at the table, agency when naval combat happens instead of it just being like watching the captains. Well, this is great, but like that whole guide is like maybe 10, 15 pages. And it's very like very 5e in that it explains in rules like detail what you do on each step. And it's very not Morkborg. Um so I'm like, well, if I'm making Pyroborg, we really need to like redo this, uh, kind of reapproach it as as beer and pretzels as we can get it, so to speak. Um, so I want to make a few call or shout outs here. The biggest inspiration is this pocket model game that WizKids made uh, in the in the aughts, as they say. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, Pirates, I do know what you're Pirates talking about. Main? Dude, yes, I, that game was amazing. Just, okay, okay. Just hold on one second. Oh my God, that's so funny. That the, <laughs> That's like the one. <laughs> they also did a Star Wars. They did a Star Wars uh, pocket models game too. And this, the, the, <laughs> this is my Pirates of the Spanish Main collection. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me put you on a solo layer. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, I actually won world if you can call it this world champ at gen con one year what i i came i didn't bring any ships and i borrowed this kid's ships i picked out of his fleet and i knew it was good and i won this tournament i won a whole set of davy jones locker or J oh davy jones curse God. and i won these islands in this map oh, dude i love that yep game. yep it's a great game i haven't played great. it in years great years. game um yeah. i'll bring it to gen con maybe we can play this year. all right all right that sounds good but like it's so it's a little too light for RPG, right? But like that that was an early influence, and the, and the on the other side is this game that came out. It literally the Kickstarter shipped at the beginning of COVID, and it's by Firelock Games, and it's called Oak and Iron, and it's a like okay, full, yeah, yeah. yeah, full three D mini game, incredible game. Uh, shout out to Mike Tunas, like I love that game. And at the beginning of COVID, before I started the Patreon, all I, I we played in an online league, and I would just play that game on Tabletop Simulator. That's um, awesome. But it's but it's a war game. It's like too far the other yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a light by, war uh, game. Firelock games by Firelock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. So those are two of the influences, and so I came up with my own guy. But then for Morkborg, I'm like, look, this needs to be like you've got a ship. Everybody can do one of eight actions every turn. Uh, they roll initiative every round, um, but and then they make one attack roll. You know. Yep. So basically, that's what it is. Like the ships scale; they have armor, like in Morkborg. Like the big ships get a minus D six to their armor, and and there are like you know maybe eight actions that you can take. Um, yeah, the Dark Orb. Uh, Phil, Phil says from the Dark Orb so says it sounds like the ship combat from Coriolis, which I love. I, that's awesome. I have not played Coriolis. Um, 
But yeah, uh, Coriolis comes up, and also uh, Starfinder comes up sometimes when I talk okay. about the mechanics. Nice, because that's kind of you know. But I, I think what we've got now, it, like, it's it can be deadly, and I, I don't think that you should back away from that. I really think people are like, well, what happened? You know, when you're playing five E. Uh, your PCs getting their ship destroyed that they spent five sessions getting the money for and upgrading is like heartbreaking. Sure. But like in this game, it's designed to be like, you got a ship it now it's sunk and you need to go get another one, you know, or like, Hey, you're working with the big pirate faction to take on the British fort. Each of you get a ship. Here you go. Here's how it works. Yeah. And now it's like four ships versus eight. And all you got to do is get through the barricade. Like you can simulate these like little miniature war games, but they can go quick. You don't have to go into like crazy mechanics. That's, That's awesome. So your, your story is constantly going instead of yeah. having to sit there and, and worry about rules, which is great, which is what one thing that I love about more for to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, like we're, when we will, we'll go, we'll play some tomorrow and I'll show you, like I can teach yeah. it in five minutes and you guys will have a blast. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I'll, I'll mention that if you're uh, interested in an actual play, we're going to be doing an actual play tomorrow night of pirate Borg. So hit that like button down below and, and hit follow and subscribe all the stuff that we're, you're supposed to do here on, on YouTube. I, I know I was supposed to probably say that at the beginning of the, that's nah, okay. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. All right, Joel has a question for you. Big, big questions regarding yeah, shipping. Since you are printing in Lithu Lithuania, I believe, because I believe it's the same printing company okay, that, so that Freely... Uh, I'll, I'll address this. Unfortunately, it's not the same printer that Morkborg used. They were too busy. They were literally yeah, like, hit us up small. later. They're in, in Latvia. Uh, and they were like, look, we, we can't take this project on. But the next day, I was like trying to get my printer figured out. The next day, the one ring showed up and I opened it up and I was like, this, th what, whoever made this book, I'm going to hire them to make my book. <laughs> and that was Standart Impreza, which is a Lithuanian yep. printer. And they Very are, uh, they are printing this book. Now, I don't know how world politics are going to affect things. Hopefully they won't. Maybe the pricing will go up. Hopefully it's not a thing by October or whenever we ship. But they are in the EU. We have an EU warehouse, a UK warehouse, and a US warehouse all through Exalted Funeral. So Boom. to my understanding, I think it's going to go from Lithuania to Germany, no VAT. Uh, awesome. I know that the, the pricing for most of the EU is like 12 13 bucks, three US a book. That's, the, that's how it sits right now. Look, that's one thing that I, I got to give you some more props on is the fact that you've done your homework with this project. Like you're a first time creator on, on Kickstarter, but this is like you, you've got your stuff together, my friend. And oh, that you. as, as a Kickstarter, like user, like yeah, I yeah. love seeing people that put time into their campaign before they hit the launch button. Like sure, kudos, kudos to you. Like I, I love it, and and I'm gonna tell folks already. Luke sent me over a, a like I think I, I mentioned this earlier in the session. He sent me over a, a preview PDF of of Pirate Borg, and it's like ninety some odd pages. It's not like like oh here's five pages. Like this kind of gives you like it's nine and like the majority of this book looks like it's pretty much done. Oh yeah, it's it's. I still have to do the so the stretch goals, and then there are more locations to add to the adventure and a few pages like the shipwright page, uh, which is going to let you like upgrade your ship and kind of explain the ship card mechanics a bit more. But I mean, like it's playable now. People are like, yeah. when it's done, let me run it for my group. I was like, Oh dude, it's, you can, you could run a long campaign with it already. You know? So here's, here's my question for you. Are, are you going to send the PDF out like a, like an alpha PDF? I know a lot of, yes. a lot of companies do that. You're going to send out like an alpha PDF out and, and let folks yeah. kind of play I, it, play it. 
I just, I guess I just want to address the fact that like, I am, a, I mean, I know everybody is, but I am a GM and a gamer. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's cool when, when companies wait, so you get the book and then get the PDF, but that's not what I'm going to do. Like, sure. I want people to play this game. Like, I'm almost like, I'm trying to stop myself from sending it right now to backers. <laughs> Cause I need to wait for the campaign to end at least to make sure that they're actually in, you know? Um, but yeah. there's going to be a, we'll call it not an alpha, but like a beta. Okay. Um, because, uh, you know, Jarrett Crater from uh, Exalted Funeral, who's done Troika and Mothership, he's going to do yeah. a final editing pass. Oh, nice. So after all the playtesting is done and we've got a final draft that's ready to move into production, he'll get it. Um, but, you know, I'm, I've already got a, a playtest channel on my Discord. I, I put stuff up there whenever it's done. People tell me, like, they're always telling me typos. That's my my big weakest is spelling and typos. Typos, yeah. Same thing here. But that's yeah. There's definitely going to be a beta PDF for all backers. Uh, we hit the player PDF stretch goal, which I'm considering making free. But it's okay. basically going to be a PDF of everything you need to build a class or build a character, mm -hmm. and none of the spoilers, none of the random tables. It won't even have the, I call them mystical mishaps. So you can give it to your players. They can build a character, but they aren't going to know anything other than how to build a character. So we're making that PDF. Maybe it'll be free. At, at the very least, you can give it to your players. That's the idea. That's so, awesome. I, I love that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. great. Um, yeah. And then I guess I want, can I address Eric's question here? Yeah, yeah Eric. Uh, Eric says, uh, are you planning on uh, selling copies of Pirate, Pirate Borger on Ex Exalted Funeral after the Kickstarter? We are 100%. Um, nice. they, and there is a retailer package, as Doug knows, because that's how I, he found me. There's a retailer package for Pirate Borg. If you, like, really, if you could get your local game, your friendly local game store to kick, kickstart this thing and stock this game, like, I just want people to play it. Like, I'm not, like, rich, hungry power guy. I want people to play it. And I'm going to spend right. all the money we make on this thing making more stuff. So, you know. So, so yeah, let's, let, there's two two things I want to talk about with with this, uh, this with what you just said. One yeah. is, yes, I did back it at a retailer level just because, and I know like they're like, Doug, you're, you're a YouTuber or whatever. Uh, I, I do get invited to conventions. Like VCG has has a booth presence uh, at, at a lot of conventions or, or, you know, around the Northeast and, and, and other places in the country. So I do have, Technically, VCG is, is a business. So uh, I'm very selective on what RPGs I, I, I carry at my booth. And, and I just, I saw this and I'm like, gosh, darn it. I want copies of this for my booth because I know that this is just going to be. And I, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to, to be able to, to offer the copies. To, to, so, awesome. yes, yeah. that's, I, I would have backed this personally anyway, but knowing everything else i'm yeah, just like no i, I kind of i i want to make sure that, that that other people get a chance to play this and that's another thing that i love about kickstarter and about this like look you're not doing this to to to, to just rake in to have this huge payday to yeah. like you know oh we're gonna make pirate Borg and then we're gonna retire you know i'm gonna retire and then that's you know or i'm gonna buy the the uh Limith limithron uh jet corporate jet with this <laughs> yeah, uh, kickstarter yeah. you know so i can fly to gen con into to origins every single year no like this is just something that this is a passion project for you yeah i mean i i'll be totally transparent like this is my primary career now which is absolutely a dream job so like nice that there is that sustainability part of it but like the flip side is that like i'm not like okay cool let's like buy a new house like i'm like okay so we're gonna buy embroidered hoodies for any gms running at cons this year and like maybe i'll buy a a nice pirate hat to reward myself right, right. you know it's like <laughs> like 
I mean, and I'm also like, well, if we made this much money on Kickstarter, that means I can spend that money to buy extra copies for the next, you know, it's not like it's going in my pocket. It's just, yes. it's yep. just a cycle, you know? Yeah. Um, so, totally to, so, so to Exalted Funeral, yes, they are going to stock it online. I think that the non Kickstarter price goes up five bucks. Like the retailer so. price is 35 instead of 30. Um, they it's are still a great, great purchase. You know, yeah. I mean, I just the cost of everything's going up anyway. So, like yes. thirty five dollars for 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 a book is, especially you know, uh, an RPG is is a solid solid yeah. buy. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, and then oh, and then to the cons question. So yeah. far, I'm at Origins and I'm at Gen Con. Um, and we are we are running. Uh, I don't. I haven't done my origin submissions yet, but I know we're running th- at least three pirate Borg events, and we're going to run a big two-table uh, naval combat-inspired five E event. Which, honestly, after this Kickstarter, I'm like, that should really just be a pirate Borg event. They, they don't need more. <laughs> they don't need more five E events. Um, I was like, kind of show off the maps and stuff, you know? Sure, um, sure. No, that's good. I mean, especially you know, if if the Patreon and, and that that yeah, uh, exactly. aspects of a uh, part of your your you know your your income that's definitely a, a, yeah. an aspect that you want to it's all it's all about revenue streams that's all it is folks sure, just just sure. get just establish those different revenue streams and make sure you But I mean the revenue them. streams that are like totally driven by like how much how can I just make more cool content Right you know? absolutely like, absolutely like you should see like whenever it's like poll time on my Discord server like the ideas that come in for like what maps I should make ma- I like I want to do them all immediately you know it's not like which one's going to make the most money you know it's like right it's like I can't wait to like I'm doing a governor's mansion coming up it's going to have like a hidden underground pirate layer just like in, in Assassin's Creed Black Flag I like, love it I'm excited for that so yeah I mean it's um, stuff that you want your community to be excited about you exactly know? yeah you know, yeah oh and then okay so back to, to wrap up the cons I think at Gen Con I'm going to be at uh, uh, Brian from Vastgrim has d- invited me to like set up some stuff at his. Booth. Nice, Brian's great. Yeah I've, yeah, I've talked to him quite a few times. Yeah, and then um, I'm I'm forgetting the other guy's name. This guy who did these really cool uh gelatinous cube, uh dice. He's gonna okay. Be at or- he's gonna yep. be at Origins, and we're gonna be like displaying together. I- I'm sorry, I can't nice. remember his name at the moment, but we'll get. I'll I'll t- update everybody as it comes. You know. Well, I, I I'm excited to hopefully uh, connect with you at both of those events, and hopefully okay. meet. Maybe even packs unplugged. I I, I, I mean, hope that you're considering when, that. I hadn't b- before, but like that, I'm open to anything now. All right, honestly. all right. We'll chat. We'll chat about where the where conventions. is packs unplugged? Philadelphia. I mean, I love Philly. What do you know when it is? Uh, it's I think the end of November. It's usually right right okay, after I'm Thanksgiving, proud. like right the the end of you know the end of November, beginning of December. I forget what the yeah. Dates I are think I year. I have a very big tour coming up at the end of the year, which is <laughs> going to be. A delicate juggling balance. So. Yeah, no, that's uh, I totally get that. I totally get that. Yeah, uh, Eric says uh, embroidered hoodies. Should I be inquiring more about that in our Discord server? I'll totally <laughs> run your stuff at cons. Yeah, I mean that's just an idea I had for the people who are going to run with me. But like, if if we want to get a program going, I guess this is a good segue. Like, yeah. one of the things that I envision for Pirate Borg now that it's rolling is twofold. I want to get a West Marches campaign going. Okay. Where basically uh, we're going to track the Dark Caribbean on legendkeeper.com, which is this really cool world building website. Wow, Actually, just, okay. I just did a, a Morkborg supplement layout for them that's coming out soon. But basically my idea is that anybody who wants to run a game in the Dark Caribbean, the official Dark Caribbean, you can run it and then report and what happens in your game on the 
on the world building site. So if you're like, you know, like, okay, so Nassau and Port Royal and Havana, these are like established cities, but like, I don't know what's on Guadalupe. Like, I don't know what's uh, in the jungles of Yucatan. If you send your players in and they find some cool thing, like log it on the thing and then other players can come find it later. That's one of the things I want to get going. Nice. Um, the that. other is, I think we're going to do a third party license you know not that you really need one but like i'm going to encourage people to be like hey you got to follow all the mork borg rules but you can also fire the fall the pirate borg rules you can use naval combat and like i think it'd be really cool if people started making zines of different islands sure so like by you know by this time next year or in two years from now there's 30 or 40 different islands that you can send your players to that are fully written out with maps and stuff so that's it. a dream a, a a personal mental stretch goal, you know? Sure. Sure. Uh, Joel says, uh, speaking of cons, if the PDF reaches me early April, I might be able to run something at Gothcon. Uh, Gothcon con is, uh, is that that's over in Sweden, right? I think that's, uh, yeah. I, I, my, I think my answer is, uh, hit me up on discord or, you know, send me a tweet or something. Uh, Cause I definitely am into that, but I, they aren't going out to, well, April actually is when they'll probably go out. So I guess it depends on when in April. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. All right, let's uh, let me get to, to another couple of the questions in our Discord. Uh, it says, uh, "What was the easiest as well as the most difficult aspects of the creative process of uh, t turning Morkborg into Pirateborg, or taking the the Morkborg rules uh, rules and, and making Pirateborg?" I think the the biggest struggle that I had, and anybody in the Morkborg Discord server probably knows this, um, for the whole first half of the project. It was in the style of Morkborg, of Johan, and like very yellow and black and white with accents of uh, magenta. But also I had a lot of red accents trying to get the, the pirate thing going a bit. Sure, sure. Um, and for a while, you know, and, and the drawings were much more like spatter ink and uh, I, not quick, but, you know, the kind of that more abstract style. And I was really struggling with like as a creator i was really struggling with a it being too much of like a ripoff not that there's anything wrong with people who are doing that in the no community. but you know but as, a, as someone who's making this other content like i remember i ran a play test of it over halloween where i had this really big like five level uh vampire galleon it's you know it's basically like a it's like curse of strahd on a ship Awesome. And I ran Pirate Borg for it and like looking at the yellow PDF and then looking at the like dark parchment uh, old map. It's just like uh, my analogy Flashed. is it's like when you mix two. It's like when you mix two kinds of cereals that don't go You mm -hmm, know, like mm -hmm. it's, you're still eating cereal. It's not like you put beef in your cereal. You're still eating cereal, but it's like something's not right, you know? Sure. So I decided to like go back through what I'd already done and re redo everything in my style. And then a lot of the illustration shifted to more of a like darkest dungeon, uh, Hellboy pooling blacks comic book look, which just it just resonated with me better. And I was able to like convey like a lot of the Morkborg drawings. They are they don't have detail in they're like mm -hmm. this really mm -hmm. cool abstract concept. And I kind of want my thing to be more like. Here's the token, like this is what the guy looks like, you know. And I know that's a step away from how some of the things that make Morkborg great, but that's just what made more sense for me, you know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, 
that aesthetic and everything works really great for for that setting and that like like I when when I told the the, the chaotic good cast uh, that we were going to be doing Pirate Borg and they're like well is it just you know does it just look like and I said oh I've got a, pre- a preview a PDF I'll, I'll, have, I'll have you all take a look at it they're like yeah. does it just look just like Morkborg only you know uh, with pirates I'm like no I mean it, it is kind of that but it's definitely got its own kind of thing like it's yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it it it's unique like it. You can see that it's inspired from that, but it like you've taken a lot of care in trying to make something that's respectful to the original Mork Borg, but also is unique to you, which is which is really great, and that's what I love to see. I love to see that uh, that happen. Uh, let's see here. The other question that uh, is in our chat is says uh, in our Discord it says, "How is Cutthroat Island not on, on your inspiration <laughs> list?" Um, can, can you bring up the inspiration list, Doug? Can you show oh, that? Oh, I did have it. Yes, I think I do have it. It's like it's on the Kickstarter page. I don't know if. Well, so uh, like, oh yeah, I, let's let me bring up the Kickstarter. I'll bring up the Kickstarter right now. Actually, I want to. I want to not tangent, but like the long answer to this question is that um, Morkborg is obviously the influence. I mean, the game's called Pirate Borg here, but in a lot of ways. Uh, the aesthetic and design choices were inspired by mothership like just as much and in some categories like in the adventure even more so by mothership uh like what sean mccoy and those guys are doing from a layout perspective is in my opinion in a league of their own um so uh one of the things that i kind of borrowed from them is on their kickstarter campaign they did this really cool bingo list of all of the inspirations that led up to mothership and i was like dude i could make that for pirate borg no no question so you're, you'll see it here in a minute i made this map like a treasure map um, let me find it here it's uh okay, i have to go yeah, all so the way down. Lot there we go right there yeah yeah it just kind of like showing off. I mean, these are all my like favorite things as a person, and they all just happen to like kind of jump into this product, you know. I love this it. Book, I should say. Um, and so the the question is, why isn't uh, Cutthroat Island on here? And this answer is very simple. I have never seen Cutthroat Island, <laughs> which seems, I, I guess, I, I ne- the, given that it's a, why isn't it on there? Like, I feel like I must watch it today, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Someone also said, uh, "What? What is the? Uh, there's a, an, a series on the HBO Max." Oh yes, our, okay. So this fl- is, yeah. Our flag means death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my friend worked on that show. My brother Dude. works in Hollywood, and his his the guy who actually married him, Johnny Recker. Jo- Hi, Johnny. If you're here, I don't think he is, but he he first AD'd on it for a couple couple episodes. So I knew it was, I mean, they weren't like sending me anything they shouldn't, but like, I knew he was working on it like months ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I, when they announced the date was that it was coming out, I was like, it's perfect. It's coming out during my Kickstarter campaign. Like, so this is a game where, uh, or this is a show about Steve Bonnet, who is like historically regarded as like one of the worst pirates and right. basically Blackbeard regarded as one of the most successful pirates or at least cutthroat basically like takes this guy over. It takes his ship and makes him work for him. Um, but the show is like, it's just like what we do in the shadows. It's like tongue in cheek satire and he's awesome. a terrible pirate. Uh, it's, it's a great show. I'm so. going to have to watch it. Like uh, that, that's, uh, it was brought up uh, a couple times on our Discord. Yeah. So. yeah. I really need, I actually, I, I sent Johnny a message. I was like, can you get, cause it's a Taika Watiki show. I was like, can you get Taika yeah. a copy of pirate Borg? And he's like, Oh, the show's over now. Probably not. You know, but Aww. after I get it in print, I'm going to try and get him a copy. Sure. So. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Uh, Eric wants to know what's the biggest rules difference are, oh, are there uh, with Pirate Borg and Morkborg? Okay, so I um so the where to start? Um the the first thing from a rules perspective is that I've added a fifth stat called Spirit. Um, yep. And, you know, like they did this in, in Cyborg. Uh, they added, I think it's called like technology or something like that. Yep. Um, basically, in core Morkborg, the skill you use to shoot and to be smart and cast uh, and to use magic is the same stat. It's called presence. Um, and I, I think that this immediately it's I think it's a problem in Morkborg as as is because characters who have high presence can shoot and do magic and characters have low can't do either right but in right. pirate borg that is like compounded by a magnitude because uh there's so many gunpowder weapons so if you roll a low presence score well not only do you suck at magic but you can't shoot things it's like kind of a bummer sure um so i've added a fifth stat now, if you wanted to use pirate borg with mark borg you could still have scrolls work using presence but in Pirate Borg, you use Spirit for magic, and it works on two different things. There are D20 um, ancient relics, and there are D20 arcane rituals. So ancient, and I, this system is is slightly inspired by the Black Hacks magic system. Um, yep. Basically, yep. the way it works is the relics are items that you hold, and you can use their magic, which roughly equates to either like a cantrip or a level one spell out of, if you're looking at like BX or something, um, you can use it with no test. So if you've got like the shrunken monkey head, you can use the monkey head's ability and it will work. And then after you have used the ability, you roll spirit to see if you can use it again uh, that day. And if you fumble that roll, the artifact is destroyed. Um, so you can give these to any, you can give them to the brute. Well, the brute can't use them. You can give them to you, anybody who's got a low spirit and they know they're going to fire off once, you know? Sure. Sure. But they're not very powerful. Then you've got arcane rituals. And in my mind, these are like the, either you're actually setting up and doing a ritual or you're on the top, you're on the ship deck and you're like, you know, killing a goat and throwing bone dice or whatever the rich, however you envision your candlelit rituals to happen. And they are, when they pass, they happen. And if you fail at all, you roll on a, a mystical mishaps table. Um, and those results are almost all bad. Uh, so there's always a risk. But some of these spells are like, you know, they're like summon the ferryman, which like if you pass, uh, the character you're casting it on basically dies as long as they're not too strong. Um, so you can take out bosses with that spell, but if you fail, one of your party dies. You know, it's like one of those kind of things. Sure. So that's the biggest difference between the two um, that I've kind of brought to the table, I guess. Um, another one is that I've raised all the HP for all the starting classes by one die value. Um, so you can still start with one HP, but it's much less likely. Um, and then the final big difference is that every class has a unique table for getting better which I, i'm calling gaining experience in this one because some of my playtesters were like getting better sounds like what happens when you rest so i've called it gaining okay experience sure. basically every class has a, a second table um that you roll on when you gain experience so basically uh you get to like improve your character mechanically not just statistically uh which i which i found a lot of my 5e players Re that's one of the things they really miss in in Markborg. They're like, well, this is cool and it's deadly, but if we play for five sessions, my guy can't do anything new. 
Sure. And like, I really want to encourage, I want it to be deadly, but I want to encourage more campaign play. Uh, if I like, I want to find that middle ground, you know? Yep. Yep. So. No, that's, that is definitely uh, one of the things that I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I love Morkborg because it, it feels like it's really kind of geared towards like really zany one shots more than anything yeah. else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's another reason why I, once I was reading more uh, pirate Borg here, it was just like, Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I can see how, you know, you're still kind of squishy, but you definitely uh, are probably able to uh, survive a little bit more. Yeah. I um, mean, you're squishy, but like, I think that with the omens or the omens are now called devil's luck, but yep. the ability to reroll your, um, your dice or, or negate damage. Like uh, there There's are ways to live a little longer than you might in pirate or that you might in Morkborg or that you might in a, like a regular, you know, even if you're playing like a, a, a BX or something, like you're pretty squishy at level one. So sure. that's just kind of how these kinds of RPGs are, you know, but that's how, if you were a pirate, that's how it would be, man. You're like, yeah, you get in combat, you get shot with a pistol, you're dead. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Let's uh, so we're kind of uh, coming close on time, but let's let's talk a little bit about the Kickstarter itself. Let's tell folks what's what's available, and in fact, if they haven't already uh, backed the Kickstarter, let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about the products that you're or the pledge levels that you are offering. Let me share them on the screen while I've got them here. Uh, you've got a digital edition. Yep, which is fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. And that will also come with a zip file that has all the art, um, you know, NPC art and any map type things in there pulled out as digital handouts. So you don't have to, like, go in with Photoshop and strip out things. You'll be able to just show your players the picture, all the different NPCs and stuff. Excellent. Um, and then you've got a hardcover book for, for $30 plus shipping, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be soft touch laminate. It does have a, a, a ribbon nice mark ribbon excellent um, yeah they weren't uh, standard wasn't able to do glow in the dark ink i was going to do that as a stretch goal but they, <laughs> unfortunately they can't do that <laughs> uh that's <laughs> you can't win them all right that's right that's right um and that, that of course is going to come with the, the the pdf as well and then for 45 dollars, you get the book and the uh, the pc sheets and i love the fact that the pc sheets are, are double-sided right they're double-sided yes. and you, i i don't know if there's an image on the kickstarter page but basically the back of the sheet like the front of the sheet is almost exactly like morkborg but the back of the sheet the left column adds all those uh backstory things that you get to roll uh when you start a character and i've i've remade and renamed all those tables and of course they're all piratey themed then there's a notes ship log column and then the right is all the stats for your ship um love it and these could be shared per group everybody could have the same one or if you get a fleet going that could be the stats for your own ship and there's room in the ship to write your cargo and then you know crew and abilities and stuff like that uh for 65 dollars is a collector's edition which is uh foil stamped well stamped, embossed. Yeah, it's going to be a lot like. Look at that! I've thing. never seen the Morkborg one. I, it, it's like yeah. six hundred dollars on eBay or whatever. But it's crazy. I think if if anybody here has the Dark of Hot Springs Island, it's it's a lot like that book. And that does come with the uh, the the PC sheet too, which like is, this is uh, like embossed and then foil stamped. You know, yeah, this is an incredible oh, book. Good. If you guys don't have it, you should get this book. That book right there. Yeah, d- the Dark of Hot Springs Island. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, let's um, see here. Yeah, and then for 
95 you can get the you can both copies and you said that, like you said earlier uh you once these uh, are available on exalted funeral uh just the just the regular edition is going to be available right You're, all the special edition are not gonna, i think what gonna i'm going to do because it seems like this game is going to be i mean it already is moderately successful i think i'm going to print as many orders as of the limited edition as people want and then that'll be it Okay. Um, I don't I, like. There's a lot of stuff where people do exclusives, and it's like I think that robs people the wrong way who miss the campaign. So like, b- retailers can buy the limited edition, but I'm never going to reprint it. You know. Okay. Sure. So, uh, so for yeah, for ninety five dollars, you get both books and the 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 character the PC sheets. Like that's. I call this the, the, the I'm actually going to play it level because then <laughs> you have the DM version and the version you can give to your players. You know? So I'm going to be honest. If I, if I weren't backing this at the retailer level, this would yeah. be the level that I would I would uh, I would select. Just because when I love an RPG, like and this is how my brain works. You got y'all are going to see this, and I've, I think I've mentioned this a few times. I usually have three versions of the 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 RPG book itself. I'll have my PDF copy that I'll read in advance. I'll mm-hmm. have my regular copy that I just use to play out of and throw in my backpack Bookmarks. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It has you know that that I usually play out of. And then I have my limited edition or my really nice copy, my archive copy, which I call, and it's on my shelf in my collection that probably never be touched. But, you know, I've got to have that just in case something ever happens to this game. I'll never be able to get it again. I'll at least know that I have this one super nice copy, you know, in in my uh, archive forever. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know what's going to happen, but it's, it's hypothetical that one is worth money someday. Who knows, you know? One can dream, right? You hope, you hope, right? Yeah. Um, and then uh, I know I do have some retailers that watch uh, the show. Uh, so, oh my God, look at look at these. You got okay. Five. So this, so basically, these are like if you want me to make a map, I will draw you a map. Now it seems expensive for a Kickstarter price, but like, and I'm not I'm not being salesy here. I'm just being honest. Like this is a steal because you couldn't hire me for four hundred dollars to draw you a map. I don't do that. Like, I, sure. I, so, and then the next one is two grand, which seems insane, but it's basically a 36. I'll just basically draw whatever you want. So if you're like, I have a crazy project coming up and you need a big bat for it, I'll draw it. And then we're going to print it on canvas and, and send it to you. <laughs> so. Are those even still available? You uh, would be surprised. I have. Yeah. I think there are three of the, um, the, the digital map. Yeah, yeah. There's three of those left and then no one's bought the big one yet, oh, which wow. Honestly, you know. I'm super okay with because with all the stretch goals, there's so much to do right now, and, <laughs> and I still have my Patreon. But sure, sure. I'm just oh, afraid man. someone's going to buy that and maybe draw something really stupid. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if if retailers are interested in this, uh, there's a $75 retailer pledge, um, and is that that's being fulfilled through uh, Exalted Funeral as well? Yeah, I think, I mean, EF is doing all of the fulfillment for the campaign. And then after the campaign, I'm moving into their warehouse. So uh, I, I think it's called Flying Cloud. Uh, okay. And I'm going to yep. have a, a web store and stuff. So those people, you'll be able to like get it, if you get it from the same warehouse, you get your Exalted, exalted Funeral order from. Um, and just any retailers listening, the retailer pack comes with five copies, but in backer kit, you can add on character sheets limited editions whatever you, as many as you want you know excellent so if they want the whole line or if the the uh yeah, you know yeah that's uh, that's great um I, yeah. i'm super excited about this uh, product uh, in this this line for you um 
you know, like I said, I'm I'm very selective on on what uh, what Morkborg ish uh, products uh, get launched, and and uh, not that there's some great stuff out there, and there's some great there's that the whole community is uh, super super awesome. But uh, yeah, you could go broke buying every single thing. But this Definitely is good, and and I think there's something to be said about like like Morgborg is a great community where people can make whatever they want. Um, but I'm a full time creator, so it's nice to get. It, it, I feel the same way about Cyborg and Vaskrim. Like, um, and what's the? Do you know what the Viking one that was on Kickstarter a few months ago? Um, I did at one point, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. But like that, when whenever a company or a, a full time creator decides to put their energy into it, you're obviously going to get something extra because they're just spending more time. You know, sure. so I think that's kind of what's going on here. You know, Kinless, yes, that's what it's Kinless, called. yes, 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 yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, that looked really cool as well. Um, so I, I'll have to uh, pick. I think I missed that on Kickstarter when when it. Yeah, and Baskrim uh, is on uh, is on GameFound, not on GameFound. Game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've got copies of that coming. That's really cool. I've I've got the uh, the PDFs of. Uh, yeah, Brian actually. I didn't even know it was he was going to come on, but he played on our actual play with Tony of oh, nice. experience or whatever. Very cool. It was cool. Like, and we're, him and I are, are doing a with a few other people are doing a uh, Morkborg third party creator panel at. Uh, Gen Con. Oh, sweet! So that should be fun. Very awesome. And that was—he invited me onto that before the Kickstarter went off. So I feel like I—I I, I really owe it to Brian. Thanks, That's Brian. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Brian's a good guy. I've talked to, like I said, I've, uh, we've connected a couple times. So yeah, sure. Um, let's. Uh, we're going to probably wrap up at this point. Uh, if folks want to know more about you, Luke, and, and what you do and, and, and everything, where, where should they go? Where, where do you want, where, where do you want folks to, uh, I'm, I would say th this month, go to your link to the Kickstarter. Sure. Um, but I have a website, um, and I have a discord and I'm pretty much always on my discord. Although if it keeps growing members at the rate it is, I might have to put it on mute a bit more frequently. Um, <laughs> But the easiest way is to go to limithron.com. You can see all my maps are on there. And then there are links to either see them on Patreon or to buy them as one-offs and links to the Kickstarter. Um, Dark Caribbean's going to come up next year. That's going to be like a setting book that oh, will nice. be compatible okay. with this awesome. book and with 5e, I think. I don't really know the exact format, but basically it's going to be all of the islands, a jillion NPCs, you know, that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, I'm ex I'm excited. There's so much, you know, now that you've you've established this community and you you've established that there is, you know, a, a want for this product. Yeah. Like I'm excited to see what 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 I know you haven't even put this book out yet. Yeah, but I'm yeah. excited to see what the what the future has for you, Luke, and and and, and Pirate Borg and, and everything else that uh, you're going to put out because uh, the, very rarely do you come across a first-time creator uh, or first-time Kickstarter uh creator and have this this success and yeah. someone that, that that just is you you can see the passion come right through yeah, with yeah. The, with the finished product and, and man I'm I'm excited for you I can't uh, can't Thank wait you, to see Thank you, see Thank you. see your 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 trajectory just just take off from here yeah I mean I I just thought this was going to be a zine I just wanted to make the book and it it's currently it's the second highest Morkborg pro funded project on Kickstarter of all time which is like I. I don't even. I feel bad about it. It's like, why do you feel bad? You I should. Just, I, I don't know. Dude, I'm just like, uh, yeah. hey, you know what? It means that uh, you know you're doing it right. And, but I mean, uh, I, I, to your comment a second ago, I do want to say like, if you like this one guy on Reddit was like, Morkborg just came out a year ago, which is wrong. 
Like, and this isn't that different. Like, this seems like a cash grab. No. If anybody thinks that, go to limithron.com slash about, and you can see that I have been, I'm like weirdly been into pirates my entire life. Like, Disneyland as a kid. Like, I have like several years of pirate costumes. I've played uh, 100%ed Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Like, I love pirates. I don't know why. It's just my thing. So, that's all right. That's all right. And, and I love the fact that, you know, and I've said this before, like, Pirates aren't usually my jam, but yeah, yeah. this product just spoke to me, just like Mork Borg did, you know. Yeah, and and, yeah. and uh, I, I love it. And and um, well, maybe I'm, they will be now. Maybe we can get you to some, you know, after you after you like, you know, shove your cutlass into a zombie head a few times. Maybe, absolutely, okay, this is pretty hey, good. Drink that, some rum, you know. That sounds good to me. That sounds <laughs> good. To me. All right, folks, uh, that's going to do it for this session. Luke, thank you so much for giving your time today. I'm excited to have you back uh, tomorrow night to do an actual play. Yeah. Um, if, and if folks are if you're tuning in for the first time and, and uh, you haven't already, please hit that like button down below if you're excited for Pirate Borg. And uh, you know, if you would like, hit that subscribe button. Uh, we'd love to have you part of our VCG community as well. Um, we get to showcase all sorts of uh, uh, really, really talented uh, folks that uh, make awesome rpgs like luke here and, and uh, we're so glad to be able to give them a platform to kind of show show off what the what they're passionate about and so yeah eric says thank you for the interview doug and luke thank you eric for joining us we, we appreciate it and thank you to everybody in the chat that uh, is part of this uh, this live play if you have any other questions feel free to leave them in the in the comments uh, and uh, i'm sure uh, I'll, I'll forward them over to luke or i'll, I'll make sure luke uh, I'll, I'll be lurking you i appreciate that me. luke thank you thank you <laughs> All right, folks, this has been Victory Condition Gaming because winning shouldn't be the only victory condition when you get to the table. We'll see you next time. Bye now. Go check out the Kickstarter for more for Pirate Borg. Thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, if you would be so kind, make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, it really is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victorycondition gaming. 